Hello, my Teaching Without a Book friends. I am Sarah Thomas, and today I'm going to share with you my four favorite ways to spend my teacher summer. finally summer. I know some of you have already started your summer breaks and others are still wrapping it up and finishing up this week. My son's last day is actually on Thursday this week. So whether you've already started your summer vacation or you're about to start your summer vacation, these four tips I'm going to share with you today are going to help you have a more relaxing and motivating summer. One of the first things that I always did after the littles ran out the door on the very last day of school was I just stopped and took a deep breath. Pumping the brakes and taking a deep breath is like the first thing that I did once the freedom of summer hit. As teachers, we are always in go, go, go mode, especially at the end of the school year. And this puts our body into that fight or flight space where honestly, I think we live there all year long at varying degrees. So when the summer first hit, I always would just stop and take a deep breath just to help my body and my mind reset. So as you begin your summer, help your body to come out of that fight or flight mode. Make sure that you're taking slow, deep breaths. I even recommend in the first week setting a timer every hour just to check in with yourself because it's easy to forget that you're not in turbo mode. So setting a timer helps you to remember to check in. Make sure that your breath is deep, not shallow and fast, but more calming and more grounded. I know the deep breathing thing sounds super woo-woo, but I promise you it is grounded in research and it really does work. So give it a try. I do to make sure my teacher summer is more relaxed is just to slow down. So over the summer, in order to reboot and make sure that I'm rested and feel good for the next year, I intentionally slow down because I know the next year is going to be just as crazy as every other year. So this is your chance to create a more slower season of life for yourself. So what do I mean when I say to slow down? I give myself permission to be more present and not rush to the next thing like I normally have to do when I have a rigid schedule and have to be someplace. So for me personally, this looks like sitting longer on the porch with my cup of coffee and a book or cooking a delicious, healthy garden to table dinner for my family. It looks like being creative and taking on some new art projects or sitting in the sun for a little longer than I feel is actually okay. Because guess what? It is okay. Slow down. that I do on my teacher summers is make sure that I intentionally schedule into my weeks something I call fill me up time. So for me, self-care has become a tainted thing because it's been used as a weapon to deflect systemic responsibility onto teachers, making them feel like if they just self-care their way out of a broken system that they'll feel better. So I do not like to use the word self-care, but I will call it either cup filling time or fill me up time. And fill me up time or cup filling time is time that we all need as a human so that we can make sure that our needs are met in cup filling time or fill me up time is not a luxury. It is something that we all need in our life in order to be able to make sure that we have enough to give to the people who love us and depend on us every day. So it's the idea, right, of like the empty cup where if your cup is empty, then you don't have anything to give other people. You can't give from an empty cup. So you want to do things that fill your personal cup so that you can show up in a way that you want to be able to show 
up. Now this is gonna look different for everybody. Whatever makes you feel good and emotionally happy, those are things that fill your cup. Whether it's decorating for fall before school starts, maybe it's a little bit early, but hell, get those leaves out and those pumpkins out. I know it makes me happy. Fill your cup, who cares? I like to take quiet time in the morning, sitting in nature, listening to the birds, having my coffee, or taking a walk, listening to a podcast or classical music to relax. So what I recommend is each day, just start out by doing a quick self-check. Check in with yourself and see, what do I need today to fill my cup? Because every day is gonna be a little bit different and might depend on the events of the day before. And so in the morning, I will just take a little quiet time and I literally tune in and just kind of feel in my body. How am I physically feeling? How am I emotionally feeling? And what might I be able to do today to make myself feel good and give myself energy? What would energize me and what would make me feel more complete or whole and is there anything that needs repairing maybe from something that happened yesterday so whatever it is that you need in your cup filling time do it go get a quick pedicure if that's what you feel like you want to do I like to take a couple of hours and grab a coffee and hit up a Goodwill or an antique or vintage shop and just look through some of the treasures that are there salt baths are amazing and they are one of my major go-to's for rest and relaxation especially before bed but whatever your cup filling time looks like for you. It's what you should do and you really should be carrying this into the school year with you. So starting this practice during the summer is going to help increase your chances that you'll keep this habit going into the school year as well. But the main takeaway here for fill me up time is just that it is your right. You have the right to unapologetically have your space and have your time. You cannot live a healthy lifestyle just constantly giving to everyone around you without filling yourself up again. So fill me up time became something that I learned is absolutely critical for me as a person to be healthy and happy for the people I love. So fill yourself this summer so that as you enter into the next school year, you can show up for those kiddos who are gonna need you so much every day. My number four favorite thing to do during my teacher's summer is to learn something new. I will admit I am a giant nerd. I love to learn new things, stretch my brain, and see what can I do different this coming school year. I am so energized and I get so excited to start a new year after I've learned something new that I can implement. If you're looking to read some books about either personal or professional development this summer, I would highly recommend the book The Happier Teacher Life by Becca Davis. Becca is a music teacher and she also is a TPT seller and she talks a lot about different strategies for making sure you're setting yourself up to be successful and happy by prioritizing. So this book is full of different strategies. It's like a little workbook where you'll work through different exercises. It's a very actionable book. So working through this this summer would definitely help you to get things organized and situated as you come into your next school year so that you can have a happier teacher life. The next book that I would recommend is Angela Watson's Fewer Things Better. Angela Watson is an educational consultant and she has a podcast, she's a teacher advocate. Angela's book really focuses on reversing the mindset that our effectiveness is measured by how hard we work or how many hours we put in. That toxic mindset of the teacher tired and putting in so many hours makes you a good teacher. I also recommend this book called Managing ADHD in School and it's written by Russell Barkley. I first heard about this book on the Call of Pedagogy podcast with Jennifer Gonzalez. 
Gonzalez. And she gave a good overview of that book there. So I will link that podcast for you in the show notes so that you can go ahead and check that out too. Overall, as a teacher of young students, I spent most of my time in the first grade classroom and often it's our job to help identify students who have higher needs and to help them get the supports in place. But because they don't have their IEPs or a 504, there are no supports in place. And so you are the one single support that they have. And this book does have a lot of strategies and helpful tools that you can use so that you can feel like you can be more supportive to those students in creating an environment of learning that will meet their needs. And the last book that I'm going to recommend to you is called Building School 2.0. It's by Chris Lemon and Zach Chase. I love this book. This book is just full of ideas for more innovative teaching and learning, which of course is right up my alley. So what I love about this book is this is my purse book because it's broken into these little sections that you can read in like three minutes. The fact that it's not chapter by chapter, but broken down into like these little sections makes it really easy for if you're waiting for something or when I pick Simon up from school, I have an extra maybe five minutes or so while I'm waiting for him to come out and I can just read one of the little subsections. But it is just full of all these really refreshing and inspiring ideas for things that we can do to take the little steps that create the big change. And lastly, summer is a great time to take a workshop or a course to grow your teacher brain. Here on Teaching Without a Book, I have a couple free 100% asynchronous classes and workshops that you can take. Learn to differentiate your instruction by creating student learning pathways. This digital tool is perfect for flipped classroom or mastery learning and appropriate for kids in grades K and up in any content area. Have you heard of pineapple charts? You have to check out my tutorial on pineapple charts and why you need to get one up and running in your school this coming year. Summer is the perfect time to learn all about pineapple charts to get it organized and situated so that it's ready to roll out in the fall. Are you wondering how we make all those cute little resources to sell on TPT? As great as it is to save your time and money by buying those amazingly adorable high quality teacher resources, it is nice to be able to make your own when you have a specific need for your students in front of you. I first started creating for TPT because as a teacher I often couldn't find what I needed to buy so I just had to make my own. In my create your own resources tutorial collection, you will learn the basic skills to create your own classroom printable and digital resources that look just like you bought them from TPT. And lastly, you can learn how to turn your in-person instruction into a digital course for your students using a simple PDF with my course on turning your instruction digital. All of these workshops are free and are 100% asynchronous. So they fit into your schedule, whether that be morning time on the porch with your cup of coffee, poolside or at night with a glass of wine. So join me for these free workshops and grow your teacher brain and learn some really fun, creative things that you can do and implement in your classroom next year. So I hope that you found something helpful in these tips that I've shared with you today. As you can see, my summers were always geared around slowing down, rebooting, energizing, cup filling, so that I could then come into a new year refreshed and ready to go. How do you spend your teacher summers? What advice can you give to us? Also, I will be sure to leave links to the books and the courses that I've mentioned here today, both in the video description and in the show notes if you're listening on the podcast. I just want to thank you all so much for the hard work that you do for our children every day and all year long. You all deserve this beautiful, energizing, relaxing summer, and I hope that you are able to spend it doing all of the things that you love. And I can't wait to see you back here next time. Have a great week.